cool to what what is what did you just type in? Quas make suicide. Oh, quas Did I type in quas? Quas. No, that was me. One hundred and five. It was right there. One hundred and five billion. Or one hundred billion. One hundred ninety-five million yeah, is what it. One eighty-five million. Let's see if it says one eighty-five and box office is one eighty-five. That's not international, right? I guess HBO Max is probably going to drink a lot not. of cash. Yeah, HBO Max. I it. This might be international, but it's probably not including. It's no, no. It's definitely HBO not including. Max. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. They don't for, share that info. Yeah, they don't the share same that thing info. with Black Widow and stuff. So because the metric they'll probably look at, I think the metric they'll look at for the HBO Max release will be most like how many subscribers added on during this period or something like yeah, that, or just watched I don't, it. Yeah, there. I don't know how they'll they'll start to do that. We'll see. Also. Talking about news related to this industry, I don't. They're not going to get. There's no lawsuit that can go down because none of their contracts have revenue sharing like Black Widow did. I think because they were smarter about it, or would I, yeah, I, either it was <laughs> that or like you know DC's probably being a little rough waters, so maybe the actors didn't expect that, or maybe they they factored in HBO stream I'm, somehow. I'm guessing they probably already factored it in. Yeah, filming it unlike because Black Widow and stuff they didn't factor that in. Disney Plus wasn't a thing. Really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well when, when they, production when started on those, huh? That's true. Right, I didn't think yeah. about that either. Because, I mean, they sent the well, contract. Well, like, I'm wondering what happened with Cruella, because apparently Emma, uh, yeah. Emma Stone is also thinking about doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Or that's what, you know, tabloid well, and, news and like At that point, report. Cruella, I think, I don't know how long they've been working on it. That might have been before Disney Plus as well. Yeah. Those are weird. They're not going to openly share that. They're not going to be like, hey, do you want to do streaming stuff? Because we're streaming. Could you imagine being, uh, I hope I don't mispronounce this name, but Simu Liu? Leo, Lee, Simu Lee, whatever his name is. Lee for Shang-Chi. I, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, name, but uh, can you imagine being him right now? He's probably just looking at this whole thing, wondering, like, he's like oh, yeah. reading over his own contract, like, uh, I wonder what's going on. Yeah, Simu Liu? <laughs> yeah. I really liked him in Kim's Convenience. He was cool. I haven't watched I haven't. I think you'd like, it's really good, it's really good background TV. Like, it's just like, you can leave it on, you don't even have to watch that seriously, all the, the like, very simple plots, like. So what, is, this is a, in Toronto? Yeah, it started as a, this is actually, oh, you want to talk about cool stories? Yeah. This started as a play. It was oh. written by the original writer. Okay. He won a lot of awards, she, he, they, I don't know what they're, who they are, what their pronouns are, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh... But they they wrote a play. They performed it right. Apparently, it like, caught some executives' eyes, and eventually just kept going, 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 and then became a TV show. And then Netflix bought it for like a season or two, and so okay, yeah. So I, I thought it was a cool that. story. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I've been I've been needing. Honestly, I could have used that while I was doing all this studying last week. Oh yeah, it's great for that. Show, it's so I great for that. Scrubs every once in a while. I do Futurama a lot just because it's like highly repeatable. Yep. I watch a lot. That's of it. for me. Scrubs or. Girl. Yeah, yeah new girl. I, I haven't watched new so. girl. You should probably do that. I love it. It's so good. Everyone says it's good. I'm just, I don't know. Jake Johnson. I do like Jake Johnson a lot, uh, mm-hmm. especially after the, watching that particular episode of Mythic Quest. Oh, yeah. Dude. He really kills it. He really sells that character. <laughs> yeah, what a good episode. Uh, But yeah, this is positively reviewed. Oh, welcome! Heyo! <laughs> We're here! Positively reviewed. Everything's recording and whatnot, right? 
Uh, we should keep track. It's been eight minutes, so I'm not going to use all eight minutes of that. That's, that's fine. That's what cutting's for. That's fine. Yeah, that's what. That's the coldish open, maybe. We'll find out. We're probably going to talk about all that, but we're back. We're doing a surprise recording. Uh, if you're listening to this in the audio format, it's not going to be a surprise at all. It will be coming out on the same days. It always does. <laughs> but for the people who are listening to it live, we're doing this on a Sunday, and we usually film this on Tuesdays. Today's Sunday, right? It is Sunday. Okay. You're right. <laughs> uh, and today we got, uh, as we talked about, Nessa's decide that her life is more important than this show. Which uh, it should be. Which, which yeah. it shouldn't be. But <laughs> for that reason, today we have our good boy Dea is back as the co-host. Uh, I love being I love being a guest star. It's fun. Yeah, you don't have to care about anything. You'd be like, I don't care how well this thing does. I'm just here. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, I care because I want you to do well. As my friend. Yeah. But if we weren't friends and you were still hosting this, then you would be like... You wouldn't have me host it then. I know you... I know... You have trust You have trust factor. Let's, let's oh, go into your decision yeah. making. But today we're talking... What, uh, what do I... Oh, I gotta ask you a question. I always start oh, with yeah, a question. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, what's your Suicide Squad? We're talking about Suicide Squad. Like there you if go. I no, made, no. Yeah, if you made a team of people that you're like, eh, they'll probably die, but they're expendable. I want the Riddler for some reason. Okay. Because he's just dumb. <laughs> uh, I would have. You know, we'll say five people. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'll do the Riddler. Um, I need more B heroes. I want to say Calendar Man, but like it just that's very heavy emphasis on the suicide part. Say, of that. After the five seconds he was in this film, they ruined <laughs> his character immediately. <laughs> they wow. just made him a jerk. But how did? Yeah, how did? Yeah, how to ruin a character in five seconds? He was a bully. It was great. <laughs> uh, that's another good one. Uh, does this include anyone? Like, does that have to be DC no, heroes? Does that have to be DC? You can do anyone? Marvel, sure. I would put Daya on my team. Oh my god. <laughs> I would not make for good skills at all in that kind of situation. Uh you need a hacker man. Dude, get the guy that the that gets his ears popped, the blind dude from from the boys. I'll I'll throw him oh, on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> good measure. <Yeah. laughs> uh give me give me Crypto the Superdog. <laughs> <laughs> um Give me Blanca from Street Fighter. Okay. All right. <laughs> Those That's a good team. I like it. I like that team. Uh, I'm going to go with Pluto. Oh, that's terrifying. The dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll take Crypto as well. Also well, the dog. Oh, that's just... Okay. Uh, I'm going to choose Snoopy. Oh, you're just uh, seeing it very... This is the canine unit uh, for the Suicide Squad. Let me, let me think. What else? Uh, Air Bud. Oh my god! And uh, then what, what about the take? monkey, the the Airbud monkey? The, no, not the Airbud. Uh, first Air Bud. first primate? No, what's it called? That, there's a whole monkey series too. Do they have a whole monkey series? Yes, they do have a whole monkey series of uh, of Airbud like movies. That's a thing. Air monkey? No, they have a specific <laughs> name. <laughs> okay. I don't remember what it is. But I really want to remember right now because I know it's a really dumb pun. It has the word primate in it, I think. And then to cap it all off, uh, Goofy. Damn. Two from the same area. 
And so, I, I don't know how it happened, but it turns out they're all dogs. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But. I have a follow-up question. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. Okay. Why is Goofy allowed to walk around with clothes and shit and Pluto? <laughs> I was thinking about who doesn't think that? Like when Goofy walks Pluto, there's something very wrong about that. What is going on in the society it's, that allows I that? I don't know what's up with that world. Uh but yeah, uh do you do we do the movie summary next? I forgot how the order of this podcast goes. You got your question? How does this? I don't know. We don't have the outline. I didn't take the time to make an outline for this one, so we're just winging it. All right. Well, what is this podcast? Do you know what we oh, do? Yeah. Well, yeah. I can explain it if you don't know what we do here. I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Uh, here, at positively reviewed. We take a piece of media and we review it as positively as possible. Uh, Today in particular, we're looking at The Suicide Squad by James Gunn, the 2021 version. And I'm a yeah. Suicide Squad apologist. My name's Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we do. We just, uh, there's enough negativity going around. And end of the day, movies are meant to be enjoyed. You oh, yeah. Use, use it to take up some time from your day and just sit back and relax for a while. And, and I think, that's like, what we want to do. I think so. we will find ways to even find the best fun out of the, the worst pieces of film crap. That's exactly what we do. So. <laughs> Suicide Squad is what we are talking about today. Uh, it's the greatest media ever created. Greatest piece of media ever created. Best and superhero movie. All the other superhero movies pale in comparison. Absolutely. Until next week. Yeah. And then, you know, if you if you haven't been here before, welcome. We have a lot of episodes up on Podbean and pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm a Spotify listener. Spotify, okay. I do uh I do Apple. Oh, talking about Apple, so. if you guys do listen to it there, please make sure to review it, because it's good for you the should, numbers. Everywhere, yeah. Review it. Give us five-star review. Well, we'll say that all the end of it. But yeah, definitely, you can just review us now, even though we haven't even started the podcast. Because it's episode's the best. Because this is the best episode as yeah, well. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even has these uploaded in two places wow. currently. So... We have this in a whole bunch of places. And usually we have Nessa with us. And then sometimes we have Dea with us. And that's kind of been... Nessa's very busy. She has had a lot of crazy life stuff going on. Um, which is awesome. It's really, really good. So that's why we got we got our, our other backup guest host. Uh, who's going to slowly take over Nessa and become the main host. I know, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I don't know. What else? Do I have anything else as part of the outline? I don't think so. So we did our movie summary. We talked about. We got the question out of the it? way. Oh, we this is some done trivia. by uh, Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, the, 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 the we are House talking of about DC. The yeah, House of DC. It's another DC movie, and a good one. One of the better ones. One of the for, better ones for, for sure. sure. Legitimately, for sure, one, of, yeah. one of the better ones. So, but usually from here, I guess we have the the news for thought. You got anything going on? We were just talking about life, this. Or? I think it's technically in part of. Well, I guess not in my life particularly, but we were just talking about this, and like I don't know if it's gonna be part of the cold opener or whatever, but like still super enthralled by the whole like Scarlett Johansson versus Disney story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of I'm a workers' rights guy, you know, in the game for, industry. So yeah, for those who don't know, short short of it was is Scarlett Johansson is in a legal battle with Disney right now out of revenue sharing for Black Widow. Uh, and what that basically means is there was a stipulation in her contract is that she would make more money if Black Widow made a certain amount of money in theaters. Specifically. Specifically. The problem is, is in that contract, 
streaming services were not included as part of that. And since Black Widow was a you could pay a premium to watch it on Disney Plus, that probably stopped a lot of people going to the theaters and spending money there, which could mean that Scarlett Johansson missed out on the equivalent of six million dollar payday. Is that what it? It, is, is that number floating around? Well, that's what I think it is. Six million dollars uh, is what she was supposed to get if it made three hundred million dollars or something. Uh, so she's basically, you know, legal battles saying that's two you know, percent. They need to include that, right? It's around two percent, so, huh? Is that how much it is? Yeah, I guess that's six yeah. million or three hundred million. If that's yeah. all profit, then yeah, which is probably not right. It's no, probably it's like not. so. She probably even has a bigger number than that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what's going on. Yeah, we were just talking about it that, you know, I think who we mentioned, Emma Stone might be getting in on this from Cruella. I, I still think and... that's speculation from people that isn't her. Yeah, it's a good point. But at the same time, it sounds like such an easily like. Like, it sounds like a very plausible narrative, you know? So. Well, I mean, it, it's one of those that so many contracts and stuff. Never included streaming now that this streaming is a new thing. It's a, it's a different world. And their numbers don't have to be public. Nobody has any idea how much money these streaming services are making. They can tell how many users, but like how many people bought access to Cruella or Black Widow. I mean, not gonna, they don't have to share those numbers. And, and some people have always speculated that like Netflix is kind of a new, losing game because like as they get bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and they're doing their own productions, those are going to cost more and more money, right? Like right. if you're going to hire Martin Scorsese, you can have him cast Ray Liotta <laughs> and like all these other guys, right? Like it's going to be expensive. Brandon Fraser. Oh, he's in a new Netflix thing? He's in a new Scorsese thing. I heard I, about I think that. it's for Netflix. Soon, oh, so. okay. I like it. I like Brandon Fraser a lot. Oh, I, no, I don't think it's for Netflix. Actually, I think it's for HBO. Am I it's always a detective, HBO? though, right? Sure. Where it plays like a... Oh, okay. <laughs> I did my research, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Well, that's I know what Disney my... Plus is... Uh, it's caught up to Netflix in numbers. I think Netflix oh, had like one hundred eighty-one million. Why is anyone surprised and at all? Disney Plus is already at a hundred. That those numbers are probably completely wrong, but pretty much it was like Disney Plus was about fifty million behind the total mass subscribers for Netflix. But I think that was also. I think that was also including the bundles, so the Hulu's and uh, the ESPN Plus subscriptions. Um, and maybe that I can't remember if that was including that or not including that. So if you do include that, it would have already been. I wonder so. what the HBO Max numbers are like that because I still I think know. it's one of the. I and I think it's the one of deal. The platforms. Well, yeah. the deal for that's going to get worse soon because uh, Warner Bros. has stated that like as things look better and better for theaters, they will start moving back into having more stuff like exclusive to the theaters, and will take a while before yeah. it's on HBO Max. Well, a lot of a lot of actors and stuff. Uh, I think that's the current war that we're kind of sitting in is uh, how people and, and actors feel about streaming services. Because I know Tom Cruise says that any film that he's in, he is going to make sure that they go to theaters only exclusively until they're out of theaters, then, then they can go to streaming. So I think I appreciate that a little bit. I do too. I think it's, they're, they're trying to keep theaters alive. I think they, they see the And we really, them, so. we're too, we're also theater apologists, right? Like, yeah, we really we, like that experience. We, like, we could see Suicide Squad and Cruella and Black Widow and all that on streaming services. We always go to the theater. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We've, uh... Well, it's been, it was useful this time because I actually just rewatched Suicide Squad two days ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so this is, I do like the stream because we can. If we need like Black Widow, I know that's what 
Nessa did for Black Widow last episode is that she saw it when it first came out on the streaming service, and then she just rewatched it to reacquaint herself with it, um, which is good to do. And even in a few of those deals, and this is before we got really back into watching movies at AMC because we're AMC A list members. Yeah, we're not sponsored, Ooh. but like, <laughs> I wish I'll show my ass for awesome. that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't watch Mulan like that. I didn't. I I, I, I just didn't want to watch it. I, I just didn't want. Yeah, after yeah. I heard the reviews, I guess. Uh, yeah, everything. Going you know what on was weird? It just wasn't that interesting. Luca came out and wasn't like on. Wasn't separated into the premium service or whatever. That was. I thought that was same thing with Soul. Both of those movies were like that. I think it's because they're ant. Mm. That's so dumb, though. That's yeah, kind of dumb. I think that's kind of dumb, though. Like, what they they deserve just as much. Pre- if it's a prestige thing, they deserve just as much prestige as like any. And animation's library. way more expensive. Depends. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah but yeah. if you're talking Disney level, they're way more expensive. Yeah, 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 you know, probably. <laughs> yeah, Pixar and uh, all those companies are yeah, way more animation is not cheap. So, um, it's a god of face. Is it just not doing... It just bu- freezes. The data transfer on it is terrible, so it doesn't... I have too many things plugged into my computer, which it's a camera created for streamers, so you would assume that they would have yeah. adjusted for that. Clearly did not, so... Damn. Well, I need a new computer. That's beside the point. I guess uh, we did talk quite a while about new stuff. I guess the only thing I gotta say is I'm now Azure certified. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, you you couldn't tell, but when we recorded the last episode for Black Widow, I was stressed out of my mind. Uh, I scrambling. I also scrambled to edit that video the day that it released because I've been trying to. I've had an opportunity with Microsoft potentially, so I don't want to jinx, jinx it. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't want to jinx it. it. But <laughs> in order to prep myself for it, I had to get an Azure certification, a two hundred four. So it's like two levels up or one level up i don't know so point is is i had to basically condense the equivalent of two years of professional experience is what they say mm-hmm. in about a week time and learn it all and uh i just passed the certification today so yay so that's that's on my news front and that's my life front but it was i had the last week i've just had a tightness in my chest of like i just felt like i was on the edge of having a panic attack at all times and i've never had a panic attack but I was so stressed. Now out. you know what college so, was like for me. Oh, dude, I'm sure. Did you? <laughs> oh God, there's a reason I didn't go there. <laughs> they keep going on so, edge. I was there for ten years, basically. So, before I knew, I knew how that place ran. All right. Well, let's get into the reason that people might actually be here for Suicide Squad. Did you want to do we any trivia it. before we talk about the actual review? Do we want to do what? Trivia? Oh, yeah. So we didn't make... Usually, whenever we do these, uh, I create an outline. Me being John creates an outline. And it has all the trivia and stuff like that. And I usually equate it to Nessa loves that we find out the cost of living in other countries and stuff like that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to just piggyback off because I think I know enough stuff that I might be able to. So we were talking... To start off with our first fact, the budget for this is $185 million. Damn. Fact section, first one, $185 million to make this, which Shazam, which was one of the other kind of solo ones, mm-hmm. was what, 109 something? Really? I think we just saw it. So there's that. Have it right here. $90 million. Mm-hmm. Whoa, $90 okay. million. So this is basically double that. 
I mean, this also has a lot more actors and a lot bigger name actors. Yep. They're also not paying. I don't know if they're paying millions of dollars for each one, but they do have a lot of properties. Um, but so far in the box office, it's still in theaters. It has made a hundred and twenty million. That's not including HBO Max mm-hmm. stuff. So, but yeah, so it's doing okay. Uh, it will probably, I think, it'll probably break even by the end of everything, and probably make more because of HBO. Max. I just like don't know. Think, so. All right, this is one of my fears with this movie because I liked it. Like I said, I'm a Suicide Squad apologist right now. That's the role yeah. I'm gonna play for the rest of this. But I'm really scared that Warner Brothers is going to be like, it didn't make enough money, and we let you, like... They were very hands-off with this project, and kind of like James Gunn just do his thing, yeah. which really shows in the movie. But, like... It's a James Gunn movie. Yeah, but it just, it, I'm just worried that, like, they're not going to allow other people to take those types of creative risks if this one doesn't do well for some reason, which, like, you know, we've... We've briefly talked about how the business works sometimes, and I know that's a part of it in some cases. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and it, I totally agree. I mean, that that's the thing that Marvel does, is if you look at any Marvel film, they just take risk on do, like directors who don't have a lot of experience, yep, actors yep. who don't have a lot of, like, newer-ish actors who yep, aren't really yep. discovered yet. I mean, Shang-Chi's coming out. Pretty much everyone in that is very small actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the biggest one is Aquafina, and she's big for other reasons than being an actor, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's known because of her YouTube career. Um... And it's same thing with directors and stuff like that. And James Gunn is now a almost guaranteed success. Not fully, but I mean, the recent projects he's worked on, they've all been very good. It's hard I mean, to beat he's hitters. Got, he's just been slamming he's, them out of the park. Well, and he, he's got his, his, you know, every director has their format, you know, and his format is this kind of slapsticky comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. With good music. Like, yeah, that's yeah. his two key things. It's his comedy and his music for sure that's that's his too oh my god <laughs> <laughs> for those on audio my camera i've got a recently got a new camera and it's freezing non-stop but um anyways yeah uh i totally agree i hope they do i think this this movie deserves more it was a fun movie and a lot of people didn't like it for that reason a lot of people are like oh it's too much like marvel i'm like so who cares? I this, disagree, this though. Is, I feel this movie is the exact nature. They're like, this was just Guardians of the Galaxy without Chris Pratt and the other people. I'm like, what's wrong with that? I'm yeah, okay yeah, with that. Yeah, 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 you definitely. know? They had amazing, fun characters that I think they did really well with. And overall, you know what? That's when we get... I'll continue that in the real meaty meat section. Yeah. Jeez. We're still in the fact section. Distract. This is raw. So when me and Daya record this, we typically do it. Uh, you can record at your house, I know, because you yeah, record yeah, the yeah. podcast. Uh, but we actually, he actually, we're in the same location. It's fun. So, it's different. I don't know. It's fun to. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's more immediate almost. Yeah. It works. But this is fact section. This is the rapid fire fact. Now, usually I just go, the secret of this, don't tell Nessa, I just go onto the IMD page and I go to the fact <laughs> section on the IMD page. There's too many on this movie. I want to I want to uh, get a few out of the way that I, I don't know if we'll find them while we're reading, but yeah, like there's, there's a few that I just like. There's uh, 179 facts. Usually there's like eh, 20 or 40. There's 179. Ridiculous. So we're not going to read through them all, but both me and Daya have our own facts that we just know about the filming and movie and 
things like that that we just know movies. So, uh, one of my favorite things about the movie, and it's a good fact as well, uh, a lot of those effects were practical, actually. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Uh, you don't see that a lot, especially in superhero movies. Uh, Marvel's made a great track record for doing a lot of stuff non-practically. And, like, the CGI looks pretty good. I'll admit to it, right? But you can't deny the Dang. fact of what what it looks like in the Suicide Squad. Like a lot of the gore and stuff is practical too, and it just it looks good. And it's on and it's on site. They went, they filmed in Panama. Panama. Florida. Yeah. So technically, it wasn't where it was. There's set, no there's but... no places Corto Maltese. It's the closest thing would be Cuba, but right. And yeah. I think that's kind of what they were going for. I don't. Yeah, basically. I think they were going for Cuba. Yeah, yeah, but basically. Yeah, they uh they filmed on Panama, so it was still on location in a way. Uh, talking about fi- fictional countries, they mentioned another. Uh, like, I'm a I, I was an avid DC fan, so they mentioned a lot of other ones that are really like. I was like, oh, that's another one that's a fictional country. Uh, Karak is supposed to be their version. It's kind of like Iraq, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. Oh, there. yeah. So they use <laughs> I guess that. I as missed a, that. Well, yeah, because it's a, it's literally just Amanda Waller talking about her previous like location. She's like, oh, this happened in Karak and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I know oh, all okay. those locations. Like, gotcha. yeah. So that was, that's a that's a little fun fact as well. Uh, you got any? I was gonna just say something about Panama, but I've forgotten it now. Oh, I was just gonna make a joke about Maltesers. They're good. They're good. Quarter Maltesians. Right. But talking about Harley Quinn because that's who delivered uh, the line. Harley uh, Quinn. Watch Mar- the TV show. I need. I'm trying to get NASA to watch the Harley Quinn TV show. I need to do that as well. TV show. Because I really want to do an episode of this podcast for that show. It's so fun. You guys need to do it when Ted Lasso ends. Make sure you do that as well. Yeah, I really want to do Mythic Quest, Ted Lasso, Harley Quinn are like the three TV shows that are on my list. I know we have What If going on. Um, I like the first episode. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the best media of this week. Well, after we get through the fact section, I have another filler section. Okay, okay. We can talk maybe a little. Because I don't know if we're going to do What If. We'll see how the series goes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie, the scene where she picks up the keys off like a dead guard to unlock herself. Right. That was all done in one take, apparently. It was actually Margot Robbie. Do Her fighting in that hallway? Not her fighting or... in the hallway specifically. I don't know about that. But her th- that is her walking, like when she gets the keys off the bodyguard. Oh, right. Like it does right. the stunt where she puts them in the, like that is her. That is actually Margot her Robbie. Yeah. And in one That's take. Awesome. Just a single oh, take. Oh, that core workout, man. Yeah. <laughs> Got some abs. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I noticed that a lot. I mean, they did have, I think the hallway scene was, wasn't a, it, it might not have was. been a one, was it a one shot? I, I don't think, think it was it a one was. shot. It was cuts. There was definitely cuts in it, but they, uh, they did action well, unlike we'll certain talk about studios. It. Yeah, right. we'll talk about it later. Fact section, we'll get into that later. Uh, we know, uh, this one I knew about, they mentioned it here, but, they wanted. I know James Gunn specifically wanted to choose super obscure and unknown villains. For in sure. This. He went. If only Nathan. <laughs> Nathan Fillion was in this, and if you know know me, I am the biggest Nathan. You're Fillion Nathan fan Shillian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathan Shillian is correct. Uh, and so sadly, he had a very small role. So sad, but yeah, they. They basically chose a bunch of characters that very few people know about. Even Bloodsport, I think, uh-huh. is is a very unknown character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peacemaker, 
John Cena's character. We do know he is getting King young. Shark actually gets a lot more comic interest than I than yeah. I ever thought. Oh yeah, no King yeah. Shark. I mean, he's a big role in the Harley Quinn TV show too. I heard. Uh, I was wondering about your opinion, but someone else had mentioned to me how the King Shark from the TV show and the King Shark from the movie feel very different. Oh, they're absolutely different. Okay, the King Shark from the <laughs> the King Shark from the Harley Quinn show is played by. Oh, I remember his name. I always remember him from Trainwreckers. Forget it. It's a. Uh, Ron Funches. It's oh, Ron Funches. Oh, wow. And so, he, uh, the King Shark wears a sweater and everything, and he's a social media expert or something oh, like that. So, no. he, he speaks fluid English, and he's fine, oh, he talks. Okay, okay. So, he's normal, whereas, yeah, the King Shark in this one is just, like, a few words at a time. He spoke more than I thought, and Sylvester Stallone was the voice actor for this the live-action King Shark, and I love it. I know, I know me and Dan were talking about it, that Sylvester Stallone and the other person who did have a small role in this, it was the same person who played Yondu in... Sean um, Gunn? Oh, no, Michael no. Rooker. Michael Rooker yeah. is the guy who plays Yondu, and he also played... The savant. Savant in this one, which was a small role. But there are two, two of the... Those are both people that I am very surprised are so into superhero yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree because they they remind me of people who like clint eastwood or something who is very much like the screw these superhero stuff right like i'm surprised that they are into it but they see like sylvester stallone is really into it i think they mention it here it's just uh it didn't take a whole lot of convincing yeah he <laughs> so here it is as for james gunn how James Gunn got Sylvester Stallone to voice the role, it didn't take a whole lot of convincing. Gunn said, I wrote this role for you in Suicide Squad. It won't take too much of your time. Stallone replied, oh yeah? Which oh, Gunn yeah. said, yeah, it's a big, kind of chubby, human-eating shark. And Stallone said, anything for you, brother. Anything for you, brother. <laughs> I love Stallone. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> anything for you, brother. <laughs> well, that was the other... Who did... You just... You just said his name not Ethan Shillian? no no, no. <laughs> sean the other sean sean james gunn's brother sean gunn played sean gunn, the weasel yeah. and played the Ca weasel and calendar man play calendar man and then in marvel he also played as he plays like the second in command the, for yondu yeah for yondu but i believe he was the person who also did the mocap for rocket raccoon no oh oh i didn't know that that would make yeah. sense i guess because so, bradley cooper does the voice right bradley cooper does the voice which is a really good voice actor i gotta really hand it to bradley cooper every time i remember that he plays rocket raccoon it always surprises me yeah it doesn't sound like him yeah so which is funny about this movie because like i i do love Sylvester Stallone, but you can tell i you can very clearly tell it's his voice from time to time which i thought it was actually cool like i really enjoyed that right yeah, all of all of King Shark's lines are fantastic. And I, I love I actually we'll get into it. So I don't know. Is there any other facts we want to go into? We've been talking about so uh, many random things. I don't know so. if it's listed here anywhere, but oh. Joel Kinnaman got so jacked. Joel Kinnaman got so <laughs> jacked. He was like a little baby Rick Flag in the first movie. Right. And this movie's standing next to John Cena, who's also insanely jacked. Of course. And Idris Elba, and they all look like like the same, the same type size. of human yeah. being, right? And I was like, oh man, Joel Kinnaman's really like he also, uh, apparently, Sean, uh, James Gunn gave him a, a free license with Rift Flag. He was like, I don't know do how... He's, well, he's like, I know that you kind of felt boxed, apparently. I don't know the actual conversation, but like, like apparently, Rick, uh, Joel Kinnan felt a little boxed in by how the first movie was done. And, and 
uh, James Gunn was like, give it your own spin. I want to see a little Do bit whatever. of you in there. Yeah. It did fantastic. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it was great for the character. Um, oh, that's the fact that I, I one another fact I could throw out was I know Will Smith, who was dead shot in the first one. Because mm. this one, for those who don't know, this movie does take place after it is the canonical first one. Sequel. It is canonical sequel. Yeah. So and it, it helps because even though they're calling it just the Suicide Squad, yeah. uh, you don't have to go through the whole introduction of what the squad does and everything like that. I but mean, they shortened some of the stuff that's so talky in the first movie. Right, yeah. Like, all you they need to know is it. Amanda Waller sticks a needle and you puts a bomb in, and if you disobey, your head gets blown off. Yep. Like, and here's all the people who are part of the team. That yeah, was it. Yeah. Like, they didn't need to go through all the... Expl- they, James Gunn just didn't feel the need to explain what every character does and whatnot. Like, you'll figure it out, kind yeah. of, was kind of the thought. Uh, but I know Deadshot was actually supposed to come back and reprise his role, but there was some uh, scheduling conflicts or COVID or something. He There's something going on that he wasn't able to do it. So that's when they brought in Andrew Selva for Bloodsport. So Bloodsport was actually not supposed to be but that's why the characters, if you actually compare them, they're very similar roles in. I wish they the could goof about thing. as well. Yeah, they, they goof do. about in the movie from time to time. Um, because yeah, they Bloodsport was is basically dead Deadshot. Yeah, like it's it's the exact same character. So, but it's different actors. So they uh, apparently they also didn't want him to just wholesale replace Will Smith. Like they want they didn't want to call him Deadshot no, because they, they wanted the opportunity to bring back. Uh, yes, Will Smith. They do case. plan on having him for later. Movies, yeah. So. Um, your your camera's no, it's frozen again. That was the other thing. He, I know he didn't want to really use Harley Quinn. Yeah, even though she had a pretty big role in this. Because when I initially heard that, I was like, oh, she's gonna have a small role. But because he he liked Margot Robbie. Apparently, but, when they when they he did start writing her into the story, you know how there's a smash cut montage when she meets the prince or whatever of the, right. the island, the yeah. governor. Uh. That was supposed to be that. There's probably like 15 more of like minutes of actually build up and footage of them like going throughout a day and like falling in love, but they cut it short <laughs> to good. a montage. They didn't need it. Yeah, they, they really didn't, didn't need it. Need it. But, so, I mean, the movie's pretty enough. long already. It's yeah. it's 20. It's two hours and 12 minutes or 132 minutes, yeah. which is pretty long for a superhero movie. But yeah, he just he didn't want to focus on Harley Quinn, which is good. He wanted to focus on the team aspect, not Harley Quinn being the team. So, um, which she wasn't. She felt more like psycho, I think. And it worked out. I don't yeah. think, like, I, she didn't steal, like, she stole the scenes that were appropriate for her to take charge in, and that's it. And it's, uh, like, I, I gotta give it to Margot Robbie for, like, holding that in as well, right? Oh, here's fun. One of the onset rats was named Chris Pratt, but it was Chris Pratt. Oh, my God. Uh, And that was, I guess, James Gunn thing. All right, we'll get past the fact section. I'll be honest, since we didn't plan it, we got no idea. This has been the most I think we got some all great facts. over the place fact section. So now you know more about the movie. I guess yeah, you did a great job. Hell yeah, yeah, you probably do. Uh, so let's actually get in. Do we want to talk about what if really quick? Can we stop in? How, oh, one what, last fact. Time? One last fact because I like it. Okay. Starro was the first the supervillain that the Justice League ever fought, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The introduction, and it's literally the very first issue of the Justice League is fighting Starro, the Conqueror, which, if you don't, if you couldn't, again, we we do, oh, I guess I didn't, spoiler warning for those who didn't, I didn't say that at the beginning, usually I say spoiler warning at the beginning, but now you know, we try and avoid spoilers as much as we can, but we do have a little bit. We're talking about a movie. But yeah, we're talking about a movie, and 
it's not a we're, we're talking about a movie for an hour and a half yeah it's hard not to talk about spoilers. yeah 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 for uh, sure. but starro for those who don't know is basically is is literally a giant starfish that came from space lets out little starfish who then mind control people and can create an army of mind controlled human starfish anything it can conquer any species and so that's kind of they're like they're like brain linked yeah 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 i think i don't remember how star travels from planet to planet but basically conquers a planet and then just pushes off and goes to another planet yeah he just floats around so just kind of hangs out uh then now what we're in the meaty meat yeah i guess we can get into the meaty meat I guess we don't really have. Oh, I guess what if if we want to talk about? Oh, we, sure. We have a little bit of time. Sure. Because I don't, I don't know if we'll do what if. If you haven't seen what if, it is a Marvel TV show. So I know we're talking DC here, but first episode's out. First episode, yep, on Disney Plus animated. What if is literally what if a key moment in uh, the Marvel universe was changed, specifically. I guess it's all Marvel universes, but I think they're trying to go off of the cinematic universe specifically. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's very clear. Yeah. Yeah. And so what what if one moment of it, something happened and it creates a branch off timeline, which is kind of where Marvel is going with all this alternate timeline, alternate universe, multiple parallels. Do you just want to talk about it or do you just want specific? No, I was just going to, I guess the one thing I wanted to mention, it's good. I would check it out. I mean, uh, I like, I like them. I like the first one. So I, I didn't think about it while watching it, but I really do appreciate the Twilight Door, Twilight Twilight Door. That's the Watcher. Well, the the, but, the uh, Twilight, Twilight Zones, Zone. Rod Serling type, like you know, yeah, in between right, right. the the shades of your mind and the thin veils between the galaxies. The, I am yeah. the, it is me, the Watcher who watches all. Blah blah and blah blah. Who's the guy who did it? Uh, Bernard. Uh, last name I don't remember, but he Shit. plays the handler. He plays one of the James Bond's handlers. Uh, he was the main doctor in the first season of, uh, of Westworld. Uh, he'll come up. He'll, he'll come up. There it is. Jeffrey Wright. That's his Jeffrey name. Wright. Damn. I thought, <laughs> oh, maybe the character's name is Bernard or something like that. In one of those. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey so Wright. Jeffrey I love, Wright, I love who is work. in everything right now. Like he said, it, it, we were we were talking about when out walking out as Suicide Squad that there are certain actors who are just kind of appearing in everything right now. He's. I love Jeffrey. His work. Jeffrey Wright's fantastic. Yeah, Westworld. He's coming out in the new batman he's jim gordon baby yeah he's, he's jim gordon in the new batman coming out uh what else did we see him in? we also saw him westworld oh uh, we saw westworld uh there's one other trailer that daniel craig james bond james bond right yeah he's in james bond yeah which is a role he's played in the past he played that in quantum solace and right christina Ryle. and then he's also the watcher in this who is the narrator like you said like twilight zone which i love i, I love those i didn't re- stuff, i like so. i i mean the watchers has been a character in the role and like, that is what he does he literally yeah he's kind of like an omnipotent god where he can see mm-hmm. everything but never acts on it because we not saw yeah we saw the watchers in one end credit scene with stan lee yeah think, yeah right because supposedly the whole canonical mcu version of stan lee was that he, he is a watcher or a he was of an advocate for the Watchers, where he yeah. was watching over Earth and he was relaying information back to the Watchers, was the idea. Yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. So all he plays, quote unquote, the same person in every thing, but he just has different roles and stuff, and no one notices. Because <laughs> so, he's just supposed to sit in the background. Um, yeah, and it, it's good. I mean, we won't talk about what if 
on we might we'll see if we There's actually seven do more weeks of episodes yeah, podcast right? episode so. i just feel like it being an anthology c- series it, it might be a lot to jump around and unless we did like Point is, is this first episode was good. It was following Miss America, Captain or Captain, Captain Miss America, Miss Captain Carter. Uh, so it's kind of the idea. Give you the rundown is what happens if Steve Rogers didn't become Captain America for whatever reason. Steve Rogers doesn't become Captain America, and the answer is uh, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I think so. Okay, wait. There were some key changes that I thought were cool. Yes. Uh, yes. One thing I loved and hated. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to make this quick. One thing I loved and hated though is they, no rush, they, so. they copied every. Uh, they, they copied a lot of the key moments, literally the shot by shot, right? Which I thought was cool and was kind of lame at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the changes they made were cool though because I liked the. It's very comic booky for her to be like, oh, there's we we have to use the machine now, and Steve's. I have to just go. That was great. I love that shit. I did like that they they showed off what would happen if the tesseract was in in their hands longer. And yeah. he was trying to summon yeah, yeah. some type of like Cthulhu-esque being from a different if, plane or some shit. If you watched the first Captain America, it was basically imagine if you take the first Captain America and condense it in half hour. Which yeah. They can prove like people were saying they're like, yeah, it turns out that can be done. And so it didn't need to be that long. But I'll be honest, I actually Well, it, it only the works. This episode was good for what if, but I honestly didn't I would have liked it to be longer. I no, I, I did it. too, but I, I think the reason that people think it works and like they're wrong that it doesn't need to be that long no. because you, you care about Bucky and all these other characters because you have a history with them, even it's if true. you're not yeah. like actively, yeah. you know, relying on it or whatever. Yeah, and I I like I just it is it did rely on you almost watching the it almost you should know what happened in the first Captain America to understand a lot of yeah. the plot lines for this one because it really, for me, it really just felt like it was jumping from action to action to action sequences. And I kind of love that. With, I, I honestly, I kind of miss the exposition a little bit. I uh, no, I, like, bit I, I agree with you, you that know? it doesn't so, make for a complete thing, but like, yeah. I think it's, it, like, if we think about something's purpose and why, um, if you think about something's purpose and like why it's created for that, right? The, just for the purpose of like what what the fuck is this show and why is it, well, how does it twist some things in the Marvel universe and how do we smash cut that together? It, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I actually really like the animation too. I think it's kind of it's it's it almost it's a weird mix between like it's three D Disney animation. It's not Pixar. It's three D Disney animation right. with like a little bit more of a lighter touch. They're putting a lot of money into it. Yeah, I mean they have all the voice actors who play the characters in the MCU. Yeah, it's still Haley Atwell. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Chris Evans wasn't voiced by Chris. Or that no. Wasn't so Chris I know Tony Stark. Well, Howard Stark is the same voice actor. But I think when they have Iron Man or Tony Stark and when they have Steve Rogers, it will not be Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. They, they're go- they've gone off and done They did get Chadwick Boseman so, to do T'Challa. This, is, this will be Chadwick Boseman's very last yeah. acting career, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, thing. But yeah, so... This was they they recorded for when Black Panther comes up in the sequence, uh, which it will. So, but it's an anthology series, so you'll be able to watch it at each one. But that was kind of my thing. It was good. You should probably check it out. So, yeah. if you like Marvel stuff, it's fun. Um, let's get to the meaty meat. Hell yeah! We haven't. We already have in a lot of ways. I've already forgot what we were talking about. It doesn't it, matter. We're gonna start from the top. To start from the top. So, smash cut to savant 
in his prison cell. I love that. Throw, no, I'm not going to go with the live line. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, so they start one of the one move that people are criticizing. And I think is actually cool is I really like, yeah, it's an obvious choice to have a song about prison by Johnny Cash, especially if it's also <laughs> prison blues. But like it was so good and it was great. that They so basically Pete Davidson, who plays Blackguard, Savant, who's played by Michael Roker. Uh, TDK, who's played by Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion. Uh, the guy that played Boomerang, still playing Boomerang, and uh, then Harley Jack McFly. Courtney. Yeah, Jack Courtney. Jack Courtney, and then Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, and Rick Flagg as Joel Kinnaman. And I don't know who played the Javelin. I don't know who played Javelin either. I was trying to find out. You know yeah. what? I'm gonna go look that up while you talk about the thing. So yeah, they what, set up. They set up this. What they set you up with is Michael Rucker gets introduced to the team, and you kind of learn the 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 dynamics of why the oh Sean Gunn is yeah right? Sean Gunn is weasel. Uh, why the why the Suicide Squad is what it is, and why it works. Blah blah blah. Uh, Lula Borg. Lula Borg was Gavin. Um, but uh, I don't know. I really like the beginning because it really it puts the suicide and Suicide Squad. To be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll see it when you, you get in. But I think. I think I knew that was going to happen going into it. it, it almost sure. Wasn't, I always feel you can't well, spoil is like they were going to. Apparently, Pete Davidson and Nathan Fillion did a lot of marketing. Like they actually filmed interviews and stuff where they've like they repeatedly said shit like, oh, we're really excited for our parts in the movie and stuff oh, like I'm that. Not... <laughs> like they really hammed up that aspect. Of I'm it. not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Pete Davidson and it definitely seems like a Nathan Fillion. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they're they're both, they gang. both are very much that kind of like, we're going to ham up our roles when we have a, a pretty small part. In it, but we're going to we're going to do all the marketing for it because it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, they like within the first like five minutes, they subvert your expectations already because they take a bunch yeah. of people that are supposed to be superheroes and they like literally just blow them all to hell. They all die fantastically gory and amazing deaths. Uh, that's another thing that I liked about having James Gunn on this. Uh, the only the only production that's done like gore and superheroes has been The Boys, I think, so far. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. The boys can get a little obsessive, but I think it's reflective of the comic. I think in the same sense, that was something that was missing about, like, this first Suicide Squad movie didn't feel like it had the the stakes. No. And this one, they established it very early on that anyone yeah. can just die. It can yep. just happen. Yeah. I mean, they, again, I, I mean, this is the first literally 10 minutes. Of the show, yeah. So I, yeah. Guess, I guess it's not too spoilery, but like, you, I, 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 like Captain Boomerang. I'm surprised they killed him. I was also surprised that they killed him off so early. Because I like Jack Courtney, and he was such a big part of the last one that I was surprised that they were like, yeah, we'll just get rid of him. Yeah. um, But I guess they, I think they did that on purpose because that was one of the few characters that you were still connected to from the previous one. And it sells the rest of them. Right. It sells the rest of their deaths, right? Uh, I do like the gag. I, I, one thing that I really liked uh, James Gunn has a really good ability of taking like characters that are kind of in the background seemingly and bring them out a little bit and have them actually do something in the story. The fact that Amanda Waller's like, you know, ragtag group of like analysts and like satellite watchers and stuff like her little group of like intel people that are that she's working with actually have roles in this. Uh, they're betting on everyone who's gonna die and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. at the very beginning of the, of the of the movie. It's very funny. Uh, I don't know. It really like. Amanda Waller is still this ter- terrifying presence, right? But 
they really humanize the type of people that are around her by by the by like you know just like giving them small like really small things to do which i thought was really cool yeah what was i'm trying to rear i recognize the guy who was the the computer i don't know who it was i, I, I yeah. recognize him and I'm, he's in tv I for just sure just saw him in something recent and now i can't remember what it is. i wouldn't be surprised if him and the blonde and the blonde girl that uh has like this leather jacket a lot of the time she's also like the, she works in the same desk like across from him uh I would not be surprised if those two are going to be main uh, main characters in peace in the Peacemaker show. Oh yeah, we'll probably see more. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, so because they, so with, do we know if the Peacemaker show is prequel or sequel? No, I there's I just I, know I, that it I, exists. That's yeah, all we know, I know it exists. It. I can't remember if they mentioned like it would be kind of an introduction as a character or it'll be after the Suicide Squad, which. We don't need to go down that hole, but um, yeah. Anyway, so they have they do have that one, but then they have the other team who is technically the actual host. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, as soon as these characters all come out, apparently one of them sells out, sells them out to them, which is apparently Pete Davidson's character. Uh, he literally just gets instantly axed, uh, and then like all these people start dying. Uh, a lot of people found it like. I was listening to another review of the movie and people were like, I really hated when Nathan Fillion's arms were getting shot and he was just struggling, which I, I can see why people would feel empathy for me because I know the exact type of movie I was walking into and I've seen James Gunn do this type of bullshit in his other movies that aren't the Guardians movies. I knew exactly what was going on. It, it made me laugh so hard. Right. Like, I found that shit funny and I, I hope that doesn't make me come off as disturbing or something <laughs> like that, but that shit was so funny to me. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoyed how they started that. So, but the movie really focuses on honestly. The star of this movie was Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher. I like Idris Elba a lot. Oh yeah, Idris Elba. I mean, he was he was the quote unquote leader of this and butting heads with John Cena's character a lot because they put fun. They're the same person supposedly. Um, And and yeah, they put the the humor is good in this. But yeah, Ratcatcher three, who is played by. Ratcatcher two. Two, two, uh Danielle Melikor. She's a great. Melikor. She's a great. Yeah, a she, lot of people didn't great. like. Uh, a lot of people didn't like the. Someone was complaining about. They felt that like, they used her like, she she has a shtick in the movie where she's a really heavy sleeper. A lot of people didn't. That apparently didn't sell with a lot of people. That's what it is. It is New Girl. That's what I remember from New Girl. Oh, okay. That's the guy. So the guy on the computer is from New Girl. He plays the homeless guy in New Girl. He's outside uh, their apartment a whole lot. So, <laughs> but um, people were really peeved by the mechanic of Ratcatcher falling asleep a lot, and I thought it was. Funny. I thought it was. Funny. Oh yeah. It. I yeah. mean, some people felt like it was a weak payoff for the millennial joke. There's one exactly <laughs> one millennial joke, and apparently people were peeved. I by think that. it totally worked. I'm it was just saying. Yeah, it, and it might be because I'm a millennial and I relate to both I sides do. of that conversation. Right. <laughs> Because my mom's been there and she's just like, God, get, get the get fuck up, out of bed. Yeah. And I'm just like, but the bed is so sad. Yeah, I, I sleep until 3, 3 p.m. or whatever, you know? Well, yeah, you also work nights, though. It's <laughs> yeah, different. But yeah. still, you definitely have those. You wake you wake them up and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll get up. And you fall back asleep for another 30 minutes. They're like, get up! And you're like, oh, I'm up! Yeah, but yeah, so the movie picks up with this whole like crazy, intense, like basically a bunch of smash cuts, which also I love James Gunn's uh, 
cinematic vocabulary. Right. Uh, the way he shoots movies are very good. Like the first scene is this really pretty shot of Michael Rooker playing with like uh, his little tennis ball while he's stuck in his little isolation cell or whatever. And it starts in a reverse shot that's that's using the reflection of a puddle and then reverses back up to him while Folsom's uh, Prison Blues plays. And I was like, that was that was great. That's yeah. a great way to like you invite people into it. The filming of this was good, man. And I mean, I think it just shows that James Gunn, like, this is this is what I was talking about with Marvel. Like Marvel's action sequence really not great, but they weren't like that. I like I'm thinking about it, I'm like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's because you're com- that's the you're comparing two people that have the same work, right? Like right. that's th- that is also but, James Gunn. But that's what I mean is like they didn't know what they were doing back then, and Marvel's kind of gone this other way, and so and it. You I, mentioned something that I forgot. You mentioned something on the last episode that like also reminded me of something, right? You talked a lot how about how Black Widow was directed by Kate Shortland, yeah, and she hasn't done a lot of work before no. this. That also that made me Plays feel a lot. a lot better about the action not being shot well. Because mm-hmm. when you're working with that kind of budget and there's green screens and stuff involved, I can see you really easily messing yeah, that up. Was, and I want to be nice to Kate Shortland, and I do like the fact that because I do like the fact that Marvel picks new and upcoming directors, and gives them more of a spotlight. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, that's what that's pretty much everything they do with nowadays. They just pick out up and coming directors. Yeah, so. but like you said, it is a shame that like in a lot of aspects, a lot of the Marvel action is just not shot correct. Yeah. Or at it's least stylized anyway. It's, it's just too much cutting stuff. Like they just need to cut back on the cutting. Like the action the actual sequences seem okay. They almost just need to give more time to let those shots play out so that they don't have to do hundreds of cuts. You mentioned cut scene, uh you, know? you mentioned how there's a lot of shaky cam shots, no. like action shots as yeah. well. Uh I don't know what that one is. I don't know. All the camera movement in 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 Suicide Squad is really well done. Right. Uh, there's a really funny shot at the beginning. So the uh, when the credits when the credits start rolling after the first team gets shot and they show the second team coming out of the water and the actual Suicide Squad you're gonna follow, right? Uh, the 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 song "Those Who Died" plays. <laughs> yeah, and you've been singing that. Yeah, a it's, lot. <laughs> it's stuck in my head now. But uh, th- they're passing the money around for everyone that's already died, and the camera falls in a really fun kinetic way while all the like all the credits pop in. And you just don't see that kind of shit in the in a Marvel movie right now. Like every time the camera's moving, it's because they're trying to do like shaky cam action stuff that just doesn't work as well. But you know, it's like I said, I'm trying to be nice to Kate Shortland because I think I do see her potential yeah. and I want her to do more work. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the the within the first five minutes, just describing all that shit that goes down, like it, like like we already said, it like one of the complaints about a lot of superhero media is that like you don't feel bought into the stakes because the people you're watching... They're so powerful. Yeah. And who cares? You know they're not going to die. And there, it is also, you know, with Marvel, you're like, they're not going to kill off Captain Marvel. They plan on using her for, like, eight other movies or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. You know they're, you know, no matter what villain they're going to face or something, it's like, oh, come on, stop. And I mean, that is a lot of superhero stuff in general. But Suicide Squad is a good example. Maybe it's not always yeah, like that, yeah. you know? And I and that's the like that's the biggest reason I'm like the, the a, a the Suicide Squad apologist right now is because I don't know it James Gunn tried something with this and it like honestly I think in a lot of levels it works and I think it really does reflect the comic book it's trying to chase because right. from time to time in the Suicide Squad comic book they will just bring in a bunch of B tier uh, villains that they're planning to kill off but they want to use it one last time and stuff like that yeah and it usually does work really well like. It's not like these characters haven't existed in some canon before, and even if they haven't, in the case of the movie universe, like 
you like we have a good enough like understanding of superheroes to be like oh i get it super soldier man number three like <laughs> like i get it like and they poke fun at that even yeah. in this right so i mean this this you know not to get too if we want to get more broad on this this show did a really this this movie did a really good job it was it was fun it was funny the action was good overall it was just it was good it was fine writing you know is it the greatest superhero movie of all time for this podcast yes it is but you know I, I can't imagine someone who genuinely there's a lot of people who are sick of superhero movies and it's a shame because I'm nowhere near that. Yeah, I'm yet. still. But I feel if you like superhero movies, I don't see how you don't enjoy this movie. It did everything right that a superhero movie should. I mean, I, I did I have to give trigger warnings for gore to a, a friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz yeah. like they weren't really in the stomach a lot. They do of have, you know, they don't necessarily have quote-unquote realistic gore. It was just gore. And not gore for gore's sake, but it does really pulpy. deliver that. Impact. It's very pulpy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pulpy is a great word. For yeah. It. <laughs> in more than one way. Uh, so, I mean, uh, but I, I had fun with the characters. The character relationships were good. You know, you kind of saw within the Suicide Squad, you know, you got to remember this isn't a team of people like the Guardians or Avengers where, yeah, they don't get along all the time, but you know, they're a team at the end of it. You're like, this is a group of people who aren't friends. More than not even co-workers yeah they don't if they need to kill each other to complete they are doing this for a mission because it gets time off their sentence but you know they're serving like eight eight life sentences so it doesn't even matter yeah but they don't really have a choice because of these bombs and that's the thing is like they're doing whatever it takes to complete this mission if it means killing another team member they're not above doing that these guys are criminals and bad guys and they're okay with taking out team members to do it um I do like there's this funny thing that kind of pepper out throughout the movie where they show how incompetent the people organizing the team is from time to time. <laughs> right. I thought that shit was so funny. <laughs> who, who, like th there's this whole thing where uh, one of the characters dies really early on because they, they can't swim. They just drown. <laughs> they can't swim? Yeah. I, I saw that one coming. I was like, that weasel's not going to know how to swim, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I just love this the shot afterward. Amanda Waller's looking at all the analysts like, the weasel couldn't swim. Like, yeah. They just didn't know that. It, it stopped me for a second. I was surprised they shot that way because I initially was like, everyone was jumping in the water. I was like, I bet the weasel doesn't know how to swim. And then it walked up and it just jumped straight in. I was like, it didn't pause. It didn't think like, it didn't like look in the water and like look back like, wait, I can't do this. And then they push the weasel in and then they find out it can't swim. They just, he just jumped straight in. I'm like, the weasel just killed himself. <laughs> so, uh, the, which is also funny because they James Gunn's very good at like setting up something and paying it off way later on because they set right. up the whole thing and then later on it comes back to like you put on a team you put on a, a team where one person can control rats and the other person is totally deathly afraid of them right and doesn't want to get near them <laughs> at all like I did love the explanation the the whole bit about where they're like are you really you, you didn't tell us you were afraid of rats he's like. I am a world, a, like a world class, class assassin. assassin. Why would I give you liabilities? <laughs> Why would I give you what my weaknesses yeah. are? <laughs> so, and, but I, I was, because the main relationships was that Rick Flag, Bloodsport, Peacemaker relationship. Well, Rick Flag and uh, specifically Rick Flag and Bloodsport actually knew each other. Yeah, right. Together. They knew, but then also those, but then it was Ratcatcher, King Shark, and Polka Dot Man had their own thing kind of going on. And those were almost like they created their own little like friend groups within the team, but they did work as a team 
most of the time. I think they, you know, they, they realize they needed each other in order to make this work. In terms of so. writing and like plot development, stuff like that, uh, they do a good job of understanding what all the different characters' motivations are. Right. Uh, again, spoilers, but we've already gone through enough of this movie, so I'm just going <laughs> to say it. Uh, near the end... Uh, Big spoiler. Close yeah. your ears. Near the end, John Cena betrays the rest of the team because he's more in line with like Amanda Waller's like ulterior motive of getting this information about like he's there for the mission. He's a yeah. mission oriented man. He and the actual mission that they're the going mission. for is that they want to the cost. He doesn't care how many women and children he has to kill for peace. <laughs> or sucking how many dicks <laughs> for liberty. <laughs> for liberty. <laughs> uh but uh yeah near the end he betrays them because Amanda Waller actually wants them to destroy all evidence of America's involvement with the, the Project Starfish that is like, you know to do stuff with, uh, what's it called? Uh, with this giant starfish they found. Starro. Yeah, with Starro. So yeah, like, I don't know. It's a really good understanding of like this like very weird character who's very America centric and like how far he would go versus Rick Flag, who's a soldier, but he's like he gives us he's a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's there's weirdly again there's a lot of political nuance. Yeah, political nuance that doesn't force onto you, right? Well, like it it does a good job of. There's a lot of there's a lot of movies and stuff time where you do, you watch it and they clearly do something and you're like well that was clearly like a political yeah, statement yeah, yeah. but this was very much like they were very nuanced about it so they kind of hit it by the fact but they were they were definitely trying to deliver a message so it's also um, something that was missing from the first movie because the comics has that a little bit where right. like the I mean, concept part was is su- Amanda Waller is a big representation of the U.S. government. For this situation. And the concept of Suicide Squad is yeah. very America-centric in some weird yeah. ways, you know? Um, yeah. I did like not uh, Nanaway's motivation as a character is he just wants to make friends. Yeah. And they, like, they do a good job <laughs> of, like... He doesn't have any friends. Yeah, they do a good job of... There's a lot of cute scenes, though. Like, uh, one of my friends I was watching with was really into the fact that, like, you know, there's a scene where he's looking out the window and, like, people talking to each other and stuff. It's like, oh, he's so, he's so desperate. I'm like... I don't have that type of sympathy feel, for him, but okay. No, I definitely, like it is. He's a man-eating killer shark. Yeah. When you see him sitting in the truck all alone, he just looks so sad. <laughs> he's so sad to be by himself in the truck. But he's, he can't go in because he just doesn't fit in. And yeah. It, yeah, they did a good job. And again, that was a lot of rat, rat catcher's purpose. Also a great way to cover up them having to so. do more CGI work. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. I do. I do love. I love the, the these actors. You don't necessarily expect doing these really small, just voice acting roles like Ben Diesel and, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone and Bradley King Cooper. Shark. And, yeah. And can I, I do. I love King Shark. King Shark is just in this movie. I don't know how you don't enjoy just the funny little things he gets in there. Bird. <laughs> I'm so happy that they didn't cut the scene where he finds his little fish friends. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's a scene they could have probably easily cut. Yeah. But they didn't. I really like that. It was nice. Um, the bird scene was great. Um, well, and he spoke King Shark actually spoke more English than I thought they were gonna give him. Well, he has the yeah. whole he has the whole fight where he wants to put on the mustache. <laughs> then he's like, "I'm gonna have a disguise <laughs> mustache." <laughs> They're like, "It's gonna take more than a mustache, buddy." Well, it was funny because he just felt like it's not like a dad moment. Like yeah. once it's a dad moment because he's like, "Well, I have to shoot you if I don't recognize you." And this big fucking shark with a mustache on. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I liked all the, uh, I loved Idris Elba's special effects. His Lego guns are great. Oh, the Lego guns are so Dude, good. those are, they remind him immediate cyberpunk. That was immediately what oh. I thought. He's like, that gun 
looks like I can't remember what gun it is in Cyberpunk, but when it was like fully formed, it reminded me of both Cyberpunk and the Doom BFG. Oh. Like I was so into I just love gore guns that materialize themselves oh, yeah, out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. James Gunn likes that effect so a lot. Cool. Uh, even oh. he gave he gave him the mask that gets pulled back. Yeah, Star Lord has. Yeah, Star Lord has the ones that goes like through your ears and they can complete the face, which looks really cool. But yeah, oh, it, it's a cool effect. Yeah. A, like they just need to have. It's also really easy to do, and it doesn't look bad. Like if, if, from a computer perspective, you're just tessellating things on top of each other, right. so it makes it, like it's pretty easy to make it look good. Yeah. Yeah. I love how he stored the weapon, though. It was just, like, part of his outfit, Oh, yeah. Right? And then cool. it, it makes for a great thing, because later on, they use that for when he's out. He's, like, trying to, like, pat himself down yeah. and he can't find any. Yeah. Good. I mean, it, it will, like... I did sit there. I was like, how does ammo work for all these people? They don't... They're all, you know, Peacemaker... Well, I guess Peacemaker had the utility belt. Yeah. But, like, Bloodsport didn't have ammo, necessarily? I don't know what his gun shot. Energy? I don't uh... even know. So... I don't think it's important to be honest. Who cares, yeah. right? <laughs> the so. setup for them killing all the like the helpful rebels. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Too, I don't right? know if you mentioned <laughs> it or we were we were in the theater when we talked about it, but I think a friend might have mentioned it to me, and he was like, "You can tell something's wrong when like they zoom in on somebody and they're just washing dishes, right? Right before like John <laughs> Cena like blows them away with a blow dart or whatever." <laughs> Or the dude that's just, like, taking a shower or whatever. Right. <laughs> they used the rated R rating for this movie really oh, effectively. Yeah. There's there's a it, little bit of nudity needed, for comic effects. It didn't need to be rated R. It's good that it was. So. Oh, I, I agree with that, yeah. It's also, like, I think that's something that's going to keep them separate from, from Marvel movies in some aspect. Cause should. Was Joker rated R? I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like it... Cause, yes, it was. Because he just had to get shot off, yeah. right? And they show yeah, that pretty they show, explicitly. They, they show that and they leave it on screen. Yeah, so. yeah. And so, like, I think that's going to make DC different because apparently there are, yeah, from, from Marvel because apparently there was a thing going around, uh, there's an article going around right now talking about how, like, Kevin Feige's continually tried to convince Disney to let him do more rated R stuff, but they just don't let him. They said that they let him do Deadpool, but apparently, like... Yeah, Deadpool is the only rated R, and that sucks because, like, the Moon other Knight, one that needs... Moon Knight And the new Blade movie. And Blade needs to be. Like, if Blade is not rated R... I don't have a lot of hope for that movie. I'm sorry. And even Moon Knight, like Moon Knight, they can get away with because if, if they do it up like the Netflix TV shows, I think it'll be OK. Uh, well, those are those are different even, right? Because those are like TV ratings, which would be slightly even more. Different. That's true. That's yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. But the new Blade that they're I don't even know what's going on with that. I know that Mahershala Ali is in it. Mahershala Ali is in it. And. Uh, it's amazing. Cannot think of a better love, cast for it. Yeah, Such a good I love cast. his acting. So. And I, we know Wesley Snipes is helping produce it, at least. He just he wanted to play Blade, but he also realizes he's a little old at this point. I don't so. think Wesley Snipes believes he's old. But it actually <laughs> well, is. I mean, that's true. I mean, whenever you get to the age, I don't think you ever think you're not old enough to be something I mean, you know what they say? So. Some motherfuckers are just trying to ice skill a pill. Yeah. Some motherfuckers so. just trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I, they need to because I think I think you're right. I think this is where DC can really step up their game because rated R was back in the day was kind of a death sentence to a lot of movies because you just knew you weren't going to sell as much. And you still won't these days, but 
we now have proof with Deadpool and other things that some of that is not true. Deadpool is one of the best selling movies, R rated movie. I mean, it is. I think it's the highest grossing R rated movie of all time. Like, and it it is up there as one of the highest grossing movies of all time too. I think I don't think it's top twenty even, but it's it's pretty up there. And for an R rated movie, that's insane. So it's it's proof that R rating movies can do just fine. They don't need the family stuff. And I think just as in general, our society has changed that people are more willing to even take families to R-rated movies. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. there's a superhero thing attached to it, you know, um, it like and it, it's a weird. Yeah. It, it like weirdly distills American mythology because that's what superheroes are mm-hmm. at this point. Like, what we what the Greeks did with gods and shit, we're just doing with like. You ever, you ever wonder about that stuff, like? Oh, in, if, they, if, if back in, in the day people used to make fun of people for writing Zeus stories? No, if like, <laughs> what are you nerd <laughs> writing no, your comics about Zeus? More, more in the future, think like five thousand years from now. If oh, they will talk they about talk our about culture? Superman, like will they? Yeah, will they think that we actually worship superheroes like gods when to us they're just stories? I don't know about. And I, I think I don't know about superheroes, but I guarantee you that Instagram people or certain celebrities will get that status of some sort. I think. Yeah, I, I wonder about that. I, I think the only thing stopping it is do that we document everything these days. Everything has digital oh, yeah. backups and downloads. But how much of that data that. will be how like much of that will, will be we store? Saved. Yeah, and yeah, save right? right because it, I mean, again, it's it's crazy to think how little time has actually passed from even the United States being formed as a country. Right? Wasn't like, it like weird. someone was talking about how I think between the Wright brothers doing their first test and the moon landing, there's only 60 years. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Not even a lifetime, right? Yeah. Like, that is, and that that feels, and that's not even, it's not even 200 years ago. Or, it's not even 100 years? When was the Wright brother? 190? Something like that. Ooh. I don't remember the numbers. Shoot, I, don't know. I don't even know. But I, I think 19 or something. It, it's definitely been 100 years. Because the, the moon landings were the 60s. I think it is, there might be some people still alive who were at least born around the time that the Wright brothers had their first yeah. flight. And that's weird to think about, and it's not that long ago, but you think about documentation even back then, we just don't have as much details as we do now. And so you can't even imagine what, you know, even Zeus and all those characters, like maybe none of them actually were worshipped as gods back then. They were just, they were just about. stories. Right, yeah, like yeah. they are what superheroes are to us. They were just stories that was used for entertainment. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of we modern think that they worship them as as actual deities. A lot yeah. of modern literature analyst types do say that Superman does come off as like mythology based. Like that is what modern. I think a lot of superhero stu- yeah. stories do come off as. Captain America stuff. was created by, uh, the Lees, Stan and Jim, I think, at the time. Uh, because they couldn't participate in the war themselves, right. so they wanted to have something that made them. Like, the first issue of Captain America is literally Captain America punching, punching Hitler, Hitler in the face. Yeah, like that's the cover of the first issue. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Superman. Superman's been around since the at least the nineteen tens. I think earlier than that. I know that, which is crazy to think about because that was around the time the Wright brothers were yeah, had their yeah, first yeah. fight. Like that's Batman's how old been the around is, right? since the nineteen twenties and has it's crazy. It's uh, a lot of people talk about like what's it mean? There's a, the interesting conversation a lot of people had earlier, which is like, what is the conversation? Like, what does it mean to make a Batman movie? 
Because, like, all the goofy Batman movies are technically still, like, they're still representative of Batman. Like, right. Adam West isn't, like, he, no one ever said Adam West is a bad representation of, of, no. of Batman, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. It, for me, it's been a, a thought thing. But yeah, I do I do enjoy, like, James Gunn did a great job of deconstructing a lot of things that have been kind of going wacky in modern uh modern superhero filmmaking, yeah. and that's why I think that a lot of people should go out and see this. That's like, yeah. it, but that's the what the honest God positive review of this thing is that, like, I think it's, yeah, it, it's not for everybody. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell everybody. It's a little it's, gory. It's, yeah, it's a little gory. I think some of the style things don't hit for certain people. Um, yeah, if you don't like if you don't like James Gunn's humor, if you I don't mean, like pop rock, if you don't like rock music, don't go see this. <laughs> I'm serious. Like this is a good point. Yeah, a lot of uh, there was a review I was listening to where the 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 youngest person of that that podcast cast was like, I didn't like it because I thought the music was all dumb, and I was like, How do you? <laughs> what kind of animal are you? Yeah, I think I think this movie is good. It's worth seeing. It's definitely definitely worth going to. Yeah, if you haven't it's seen worth it the yet. price of admission. Uh, it's basically free if you can find someone with an HBO Max <laughs> login or whatever. Right. There's no reason not to see it. I think I'm gonna watch it a third time. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just gonna say it out loud. You? Oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna watch it. The third we gotta time. go. What's the? I know we didn't this week because we we saw because I was busy. But I was gonna say if you're down, we could have done it today. We did this podcast instead. Free guy? Free guy. Free guy's out now. Free yeah. guy. Uh, we might, I might save that podcast episode for Nessa. Though, so. yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess... Isn't Nessa a big Ryan Reynolds fan? Too. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> big Ben Diesel and Ryan Reynolds fan, and I know she's she's really excited for that movie, so... See, uh, I'm a... I made a word up for this earlier, too. An Idris show? I'm an, I'm an Idris Elba show. Who isn't an Idris show? I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Idris Elba. That's good because I don't. You, you shouldn't. Everything, no one should anything he's ever been in is just better because he's like even if it's not dark. <laughs> I'm still he still played the hell out of that role. I still. That's what I mean. Is he? The, he did the movie might have forgotten so the face of its father, but Idris Elba didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dark Tower was the Stephen King one that should have been a three part movie series. They tried to condense into one in a way that made no sense whatsoever because they added the whole real world aspect into it. Just stupid. And I All I wanted to do all I wanted was a cowboy true. movie where they pretend to be knights That's and cowboys at the same was. time. It's it, he plays Deadshot, but he's a cowboy. Yeah. In cowboy times. And he's in the uh, talking about cowboys in Idris Elba, he's in the new Netflix productions coming out soon. Uh The Harder They Fall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. A mostly full black is Regina King, Idris Elba uh, John Majors is in that too. Lakeith Stanfield's in John that. Majors, yep. Yeah. Zazzy Beats. That's so good. And who, wait, who's who's that's a that's a Domino? No, who's the director? Why have I forgotten the name? Oh, uh, James Samuel or yeah, James Samuels who who directed a lot of like hip hop music videos and don't has he's done a short film uh, based on like Western stuff. Is that I thought it was. The bullet, right here. That's what he calls himself sometimes. Okay. I think. I thought this was. I've totally forgotten. Doesn't matter who did kill them. That was Tarantino. Yeah, I thought it was a Tarantino. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. That's what I, I, that's it, what I thought. It, it, it looks like it has that. It looks like it wants to be, and I hope it doesn't get lost in that because it's really easy yeah. to get lost in that. 
this movie had a very uh the the whole political nuance stuff was very 60s and 70s because it's kind of about cuba the style of the movie itself a lot of the music was 80s 80s rock 90s rock uh the style of the movie itself has some like very like pulp like 80s and 90s action flick stuff to it a little bit like it just like has this weird flair to it that's hard to describe but that i mean that's just james I, Gunn actually doing it's fun. really true i think it is very 90s action yeah honestly. i mean even all the weird like the the weird title card like the way that suicide squad is written is very like that right yeah. i'm curious on your opinion about the chapter headings i thought it made it feel more like I a comic book it. i love chapter headings and anything i think that comes from me being a hardcore halo fan though. oh Having wow the, 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 yeah the they do that for every level yeah I actually, yeah, in the middle of levels, they have those the screen pop up, title cards pop up. I I love it, so I I enjoy it because I mean it. It's a way for again the the whole idea is that you know before movies and stuff, plays and stuff were a thing, and you had an act one, act two, act three, yeah, whatever. And it movies and all of that work the exact same way. They just don't specifically have a break time where they tell you you're in Act 1 and 3. But a lot of movies but that end up it. doing that always, like, seem to do, like... They do it well. Yeah, like, Tarantino's pretty famous for doing that a yeah. lot. Uh, this one had it for locations, chapter names, time skips, did it, like, which made, again, which made me feel like it was way closer to an actual comic book. Uh, That's very true, yeah. What else do we... Oh, The Green Knight has it, uh, and the, it's, Green like, it's, it's, like, titles right. to, like, Arthurian tales, almost. That was the other thing. We, uh, so, give you a short story. We, uh, we had a whole date day planned for both of us. It was very romantic and everything. <laughs> we uh we went to go see the Green Knight, and then we went to go grab some lunch, and then we were supposed to see Suicide Squad right in after in the Dolby Theater. In the Dolby Theater, but the theater was broken, so we couldn't see Suicide Squad the day. So we we were planned a double feature. So, which I think I do. I wouldn't mind. We we're talking about. So this episode is going to come out this week, but I mentioned it last one, talking about trying to create some backup episodes, potentially. Do you guys already talk about Snake Eyes? Oh, we yeah, haven't done Snake Eyes. Okay. And I was going to say, Green Knight and Snake Eyes, if we were down to do backup episodes at some point, might be good choices for that. We can kind of throw those out whenever. They'll have to be the later half of this week, because I've interviewed so, the first two days. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we need to go see Free, game, free Guy. Anyways, free Guy. At this point, so. um, but I think those will definitely be backup, so that we might record those but they might not pop up immediately. This one is coming out this Friday. This coming Friday. This one for sure is. Not that you would know. I mean, I could say that. But they pop up know. to me when they pop up on my Spotify feed. And I say, yeah. you know, what? I will listen to this because I love John. He's my <laughs> best friend. And I want to support his podcast. He supports my podcast. Yeah. I think I'm caught up. I don't think. You're, there's nothing new that's happened in the last three months in my podcast. You're totally you fine. <laughs> yeah. Even so, if you're not caught up, I wouldn't be mad. Well. On those notes, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess overall feeling on this, I guess we should wind down. So it's it's good. We said it. Go see it. They did a great job. James Gunn did a good job. I hope we see more Suicide Squad stuff. I, I hope we we'll see, see more, more style. But... I hope DC takes more risks. I want to see what DC, they'll do yeah. with the Flash movie. I'm still excited about the Batman movie. They are banking on Black Adam. I think. I, I think well, they. they I mean, the, the second Suzanne movie comes out later next year, apparently too. Right, and I, so they are in this weird limbo where they're trying to figure out what direction they want to go. And I, I said it before. I think Suicide Squad was kind of medium. They're gonna. This was kind of like they're not banking on this movie in any way. They don't really have any real stakes. They were just like, we want a movie. James Gunn does it. We think it'll do pretty well. We'll see if people like it. People like it. Maybe we'll take a little bit from it. But I think Black Adam, which is the the Rock 
is playing Black Adam, which Black Adam is a villain for Shazam. Um, so it's a very good in-depth Black story. It's kind of like a Doctor yes. Doom, but for DC. Yeah. So they are doing that movie, I think, is the next big DC movie. And that is the one that I think they're banking. They're going a slightly different direction than the other darker DC stuff. And depending on how that one goes, and depending on how well it does, that's the direction they're going to move from there on. I just want to say, for the record, that everyone was always like, oh, when they do the weirder comic book stuff, no one's going to watch the movies anymore. First of all, fuck the haters. Yeah. Second of all, all of those movies have been usually better than their equal normal-ass counterparts. Sure. Yeah, they... Just saying. It's it's amazing. Like, it turns out people sticking to the source material actually tend to do a pretty decent job because... Or what? reaching into some stuff that was like, iterated on like obviously comic books fall into the genre of like fantasy and sci-fi yeah. and all this shit but they iterate on it and make it weirder in their own weird way yep. and those are the movies that are doing well you got your guardians you got your suicide squads you got your your hopefully the next doctor well, strange movie and you don't have to do word for word from the comics Loki. but i mean certain certain the way that characters are written and stuff the point is is like a lot of directors and stuff like that want to not stick to the comic books because they're like ah, we don't like how these characters are but the people who have spent time years literally decades of time writing these characters there's so much backstory and there's so much depth to the characters already done for them you can use the characters almost directly from the comics and they'll turn out pretty well because they're actually pretty well written by this point <laughs> you know it's been the amount of, of stuff re- that hasn't popped it, up so. in the mcu yet that is oh, like yeah. cool and like exclusive to comics so far is really good yeah. Marvel's, I think Marvel's walked a nice balance for that though, pretty pretty decently over overall. Yeah, so. they, well, they they picked up their pace and they 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 finally decided to take risks, right? Yeah. Doing good. Anyways, what are the social medias for the show, man? We got, yeah, we got. Uh, again, if you if you like this, definitely give us a rating of six six out of five stars or eleven out of ten stars, whatever you got on any anywhere you listen to podcasts. Ratings and leaving comments of what you would like us Two to do. Two Suicide Squad member teams out of one. Yeah, whatever, whatever you like. Uh, it helps. It helps a lot. Gets people discovering it, and you know, maybe one day we'll get to the point where Nessa will actually want to do the show. I'm giving her a time. She actually really enjoys doing this show. I'm just, I'm just messing with her. She actually loves doing this show. So, uh, but we, we both, we both love doing the, this show. I feel we're gonna do this for a very long time. We have no plans this show ever coming in i we, feel we that love it. so um uh, but definitely check out our instagram pause reviewed pod pos reviewed pod on twitter instagram uh youtube all of that because positively reviewed is too long for a lot of twitter handles <laughs> so pause reviewed pod that's right piece of shit review uh, podcast. I actually really love that I didn't even think about it when doing it I didn't realize I did it but when I did it I was like well you know what I'm okay with it. so but you could check it out in all those locations and then Dea where can people find you other than this podcast I'm usually tagged in a lot of the posts that if you want to have, follow my Twitter account I'm usually tagged in a lot of the posts that John makes whenever I do come on the show I don't like usually giving out my Twitter handle just I don't know it's weird I don't know why uh, but if you want to hear the sweet sultry tones that come out of my throat you can catch my other podcast called Ramblations, R-A-M-B-L-A-T-I-O-N-S. That's also the at for the Twitter handle and the Instagram, both updated pretty regularly. We took a long hiatus, but a new episode comes out this week. Uh, both our podcasts had a pretty long break here. So yeah, we're, yeah. We're, doing, we're getting back to it 
now that life has slowed just a smidge enough for us to do this. Um, but yeah, if you love Gaia's voice, which I don't know how you don't, it is sultry. I, every night, I call him up, and I just ask him, I'm just like, sing me to sleep. And I just put my phone by my bed, <laughs> and I let him, let him speak to me. <laughs> so, alrighty, though. Uh, other than that, as I said, our next episode, I think, will be with Nessa, as far as I know, and she wants to do Fast and the Furious, because we she oh, you guys haven't Fast done Night. that yet! So, no. So, we still gotta do Fast Night. It'll be a little late to the party, but Nessa's been dying to see it, so we will... That is going to be the next I'm sorry for the, for the loud noises. <laughs> oh, that's alright. It'll... it'll. That's what editing is for. Exactly. Blow out people's ears. Um, but thanks for listening, dog. Well, yeah, we got a whole lot. We got a lot of movies. This this end of the year is packed with so many, so if you want, if you want to be prepared for each episode so you don't get any spoilers... Just watch everything coming out in theaters because that's there's always a chance. That's what we're doing. That's what we're actually doing. Go support your local theaters and Hollywood because they need the money. Obviously. All right, though. Uh, You guys all have a good rest of your weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.